Welcome to the Ambassador Lounge Podcast. This is Episode 4, recorded on the 5th of December 2019. Your hosts for today are, Aryan and Ryan. Hi, I'm Aryan Schwartz. I'm based in Melbourne, Australia and work as a lead platform engineer at Digio, while also representing our sister brand CMD Solutions in the Ambassador Program. Hey, I'm Ryan Anderson. I'm a DevOps and Software Development Specialist Consultant for TechConnect, a partner based in Brisbane, Australia, and this is my second year as an AWS ambassador. So another episode recorded uh, in person at reInvent. This time we're talking about the new toy that's AWS released. Ryan, you've got one of these fancy deep composers as well. I picked one up myself. Just what were your first impressions just playing with the thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was interesting. So, if, I mean, first I'll just give the general summary and background of what it is. So Deep Composer itself, it's a 32 key, two octave keyboard. The idea is designed for developers to get hands on with AI with either pre-trained models or your own. I thought it's a bit interesting. So this is the third year in a row where AWS has had a machine learning related uh, hardware device given out for it. So as part of that, it was announced at Midnight Madness. And if you were one of the people that was signed up to uh, one of these workshops that were do with machine learning, you automatically got one as part of that workshop. So once I got hands-on with the device, I found it interesting. So I'm not a musician at all. I don't know how to play the piano. And also my background is machine learning itself. So when, when playing with previous devices uh, that, that came free, uh, so such as the Deep Racer and the Deep Lens, um, I, I really enjoyed those. I didn't find the, the entry barrier too high. You know, the, for me as a developer, the Deep Deep Lens was was quite nice. It's very sandboxing. It got to do a lot of cool stuff. The the Deep Racer, uh, yeah, you know, similar thing. Got to got to learn reinforced learning and whatnot. Now, when it came to the the Deep Composer itself, you know, it was it was interesting. So uh, as part of the workshop, we were just basically told, you know, open up a Chrome browser, open up the sign to account which had the new Deep Composer service. Now. The service they announce is only compatible with the Deep Composer device, so it's not compatible with, say, other electronic keyboard MIDI support. Now, in terms of how it feels, uh, it, it's interesting. So, it's from what I understand, I think the announced price was around ninety-nine US dollars, and given all the things that that comes with it, it does feel kind of like a uh, cheap keyboard. But that said, though, it's still a cool device. I think that's anything wrong with that. I don't think you're going to buy the keyboard itself just to have it as a keyboard. So it, it really is just to kind of learn how machine learning. So uh, as part of that, yeah, in the workshop, played Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. And from there, it, it kind of analyzes that and using the, the pre-trained models for pop music, uh, rock music, and orchestra, it will design like a full band backing section. Now, this is where... It gets interesting because the entry level for the deep composer itself is, I found quite high. So, you know, if you're not very good at piano, it's, it's not going to turn whatever you had into something good. Did you find that song yourself? Oh, yeah, definitely. So you could clearly see in, at the workshop people who had musical experience mm, and yeah. those who didn't. And 
I don't know how it was at your workshop, but they asked at the start of mine, hey, how many of you have musical experience and how many of you have experience with a piano type mm. thing? So those, maybe a handful of hands went up and there were 110-ish, 120 people maybe in the room. Mm. So those people were the ones who got more out of it. They got to actually play something more than just said, Mary had a little lamb, mm. which I even managed to mess up <laughs> many times before I got something half decent out of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, in general, it's it's definitely fun to play with. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's same thing. So going back to what you said, you know, uh, my workshop, you know, the instructors, you know, ask everyone, okay, yeah, who has musical experience, who has machine learning experience, or not, and and the hands raised kind of very much implied that the vast majority of people in the workshop did not know how to play piano and probably you know could not get use it to the full extent of its capabilities, and it it adds a interesting question to me is that. Who is this device for? Um, is it for people who are interested in machine learning, or is it, is it people who are, say, at a certain level of, you know, as a musician? And, and it's it's interesting because the I find if you're a certain level musician, the the keyboard itself probably isn't, you know, a high enough level for you know a high talented musician. And if you're only a machine learning person with that musical experience, then yeah, as I was saying, you. If you don't have that that musical experience, you know you're not really going to get something good. So, uh, yeah, I, I find it's it's an interesting like who who is this for? So yeah, that's a good question. Um, it seems a bit simple, but again, it's not my forte to mm. go with these music instruments. I still enjoy playing with it. And one of the questions that obviously came up while we were doing it in part from other musicians was can we hook it up to other devices and uh, maybe even upload existing music. So right now that's not possible. On the other hand, right now those of us in the workshop and anybody who will get preview access will be able to play with it for a little bit. In fact, Mm. for us our accounts run out on Friday evening, by which time we are probably both sitting in an airplane flying back (laughs) way too long. So it will be interesting to see how that change once it actually gets released, mm. if they will do more things. But it's probably worth mentioning, though, that unlike Deep Lens or Deep Racer, you can use Deep Composer purely in console. Mm. So that you basically have a graphical version there of keyboard. You can hook this up to shortcuts, which is basically the middle row of keyboard. I've noticed, though, that if you have your keyboard set to the forehead or something other than QWERTY, it won't pick that up, so then the keys are all over the map, literally, uh, which makes it really hard unless you switch back to QWERTY, just play the piano on your keyboard. Mm. And they and they said, too, it's uh, only at the moment supported by Google Chrome. I didn't know. I haven't tested it myself yet, but yeah, let's talk a bit of, about how you do things. Because you said, uh, you already gave a bit of an introduction on, hey, what does this uh, actually do? So it uses the generative virtual networks or GANs, and from this point forward, just call it GANs because it's... You don't want to keep on to say the full time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, actually, we can be even more specific because in the workshop, which is on GitHub, you can find a link to it in the show notes, it actually mentions the exact name of the model that's being used. So the specific model being used here is the Wasserstein GAN. Basically, how it works a little bit is um, 
you have a generator and a critic, and it, the generator creates uh, options that it believes match what you're looking for, and then the critic tells it how close it thinks that it actually is to the original. Mm. So this way, for something like the music, it should generate fairly accurate results after you run it for a long time. So one of the parts of the workshop was actually going through Jupyter Notebook, um, which I was told is going to show up inside that same GitHub repo. It wasn't there yet. Yeah, that, 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 that's correct. I think they said uh, by the time it goes live, they, they will have the additional resources they yeah, so I don't know if you can play with it yet or maybe in the near future. So basically what it does in SageMaker, you can generate models. Right now we only had pre-trained models and we couldn't add our own GM. Mm. That might change in the future. And these models give you a chance to generate extra instruments, like you said, right? Yeah, so as, as an example, I think uh, the the orchestra one has brass, it has a harp, it, so it has a few interesting, you know, do uh, say pop and rock, then it will have uh, drum and, and guitar. So there's, in addition to your the actual you know the piano you're playing. You 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 are adding addition instruments to part of that model. Yeah, that said, once it's been generated, and every time you generate it, it will cha- it will have a slightly different result, mm. but you can change the instruments that it gives. So it, it default it always gives you four instruments so far that I've seen. Not all of them will always have something to do, but aside from instruments, you can also change some of them into sound effects like a helicopter mm. or applause, seashore, breath noise, bird tweets. <laughs> I think breath noise would be an interesting one. <laughs> And you can then download these files as MP3s, and you've probably heard throughout the episode some of the examples that came from this. And very, very good examples too, I must say. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the level of talent is high. <laughs> yes, um, it won't come as a surprise that these are all from the pre-loaded examples. Considering the time of year, we wish you a Merry Christmas. It's always a good option. <laughs> Even if it comes in uh, the pop. Or rock. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so as, as part of the help of that too, so the, the device itself, so... When you when you do record, you can have a, a metronome enabled, so you can set a uh, your time signature and how many beats per minute, and then from there it can count you in and will actually uh, clock 
as you go on to keep time. That said, though, you're not a musician. Even if you have something telling you what the time is and, you know, the beats per minute, it's still very hard to stick to it, which is something I found. Yeah, but also I heard that, uh, from my understanding, if you follow the the proper metronome, Mm. it will give you a much better result than Mm. if you just run it completely freestyle. Yeah, yeah, I I think that I assume the models actually use that into the what it accounts for. So as as part of the other things you can do, uh, change the octave pitch. The recording button uh, is both on your uh, on the browser console version and on the itself. So uh, yeah, it's it's quite flexible. It's I think given its price, uh, it's actually quite quite good. Um, You know, especially you know just get someone into the 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 learning um, to actually get someone involved in machine learning. Yeah, I think it will be. Um, more for the machine learning part, I mm. think it really becomes more interesting yes. once you can generate your own models. It can somehow make them have it generate your own type of music. Now, the amount of time you record, you can even record, is quite short. So you're not going to get any hits out of this. Yeah, yeah, that's something that actually surprised me. I, I didn't realize that it it would be quite short, so it's, you know, short little jingles, I think, mainly to demonstrate the action and how the game works for machine learning and, and whatnot. So it's 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 not made to create new hit, hit records. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and where do you see this going? Like, um, the way that the deep learning itself is very community-driven, after it had general launch where, I know, Amazon had their online competition and those uh, fantastic accessibility apps, uh, do we say the one that won was the reading out these storybooks and no one to do with sign language interpretation. Uh, the, and then the deep racer itself, well, obviously that's massive after both yeah. launch and there's a new deep racer being launched. Both at AWS events and also community workshop itself had run as part of the Melbourne Meetup. Yeah, we had uh, a number of deep racer events from the Melbourne Youth Group, um, which was always fun to do. We stopped them because they fit a bit too much with the rest of the Meetup. Mm. And most people came to listen to the talks and were just standing around watching the races um, until those started. But I have run also um, for other companies' events, and it's always been a lot of fun. Yeah. And with, well, to be honest, with the Deep Composer, I don't think there's going to be that much of an uh, Yeah, I, I don't see how there can be a community impact. Um, yeah, I'd love to be pretty much run with that. <laughs> so, uh, it, you know, it can get to the point where people are generating their own doing interesting Um, you know, that, that'd be great. I, I know for myself, I've already organized to give it to one of my colleagues, uh, younger children who does play. I know if I had it, it would probably go to waste. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that's, that kind of goes back to the, you know, who is this for and how it's going to be used. And, uh, I, I think it, it, until general launch, I'm still very, uh, you know, and I don't really know the answer to that. Yeah. No, I think one obvious use case, for it would be podcast intro. Mm. <laughs> Do you think that's that's why they released the, <laughs> the deep composer? Oh yes, of course. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a very limited use case. It will still be fun to play around with a little bit at least. And but like yourself, I probably will end up handing it off a bit to my AIML focused colleagues, mm. and they can get much more out of it. Mm. Um, but that will probably have to wait until it's actually available, because yeah. until then, there's just not much that can be done with it. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is just given the the last couple of years of releases, where like last year's before this, we have deep like, the deep race uses deep, so people have built up a certain expectation of what they want their free 
hardware gift to be uh, at reInvent. And uh, just the, the year before Deep Learning, the, the IoT button, was it? So, yeah, the, uh, uh, wasn't, I'm not sure, to be honest. I know there was one point in Echo Dot, but there was a sponsor gift. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I have seen people. Yeah, IoT buttons. So it might have been something similar. Yeah, so I, th- I think as a you know as something that was given out for just learn new machine learning method. You know, I, I, th- I thought it was great. So yeah, I, I do see already online a lot of articles giving very mixed reviews, but it's hard to argue against you know company trying something new and yeah. trying to get people to learn things. So I, I, th- I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it definitely um, gives well, it hypes up SageMaker again mm. every year and. Obviously, it's one of the most influx services that AWS has. Just this year alone, yeah, they introduced so many new services on top of SageMaker. Mm. The naming becomes a bit interesting, shall we say? Because <laughs> there's too many. It's uh, at some point they should just break out the SageMaker brand and not call it Amazon SageMaker name of service, but just SageMaker name yeah, of service. If, if, if it follows the trend that uh, this year's keynote did work, machine learning learning AI, so that, that that whole brand is just going to keep on growing, and there's going to be a huge SageMaker console. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, that's all cool. Regardless of what we think of it, it is still highly in demand just to play with these things. Yes, and- yes, so I, I was lucky enough to observe a session as I was saying before now, this, this is something that's happened the last three years where there's been about yeah, four, 14 machine learning related workshops announced that have a very generic title and description and then as soon as the device is announced they'll rename it so uh, I guess the tip for the future is if you see lots of workshops, lots of repeats something to do with machine learning thing maybe if you weren't going to do anything that was going to be your better day to go around the Venetian, just book it even if you don't plan to go to it just in case something is announced you can get a free device. Yeah, I wasn't as on the ball and I ended up spending a lot of time waiting in the walk-up queues. Mm. Uh, I, the session I finally got into, I waited uh, over an hour and a half just to get in, which meant that people started queuing up to get into the queue because the actual queues can't start more than an hour before the session. So people start to hover around the outside area <laughs> and having their little pseudo queue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that were not exactly little cues either. <laughs> but yeah, so the composer, it's interesting. And as you said, probably the older, the previous ones have a bit more of a community impact. Obviously, you can, uh, you already pointed out, but this, the Deep Razor has its championships, which will only get even more impressive this year. Yeah. So this morning they announced things about how the new races are going to be, things like that. There was the championship race this morning, which was fun to watch. They all did a lot better than my models ever yeah. did. <laughs> you didn't get all, I think what the winner was 10 seconds around the track. It was 10 seconds around a completely new track. Yeah. Wasn't it? I don't, they may have had a little bit of time with it, but mm. the models were still probably based on the old track. Because this was the 2020 track, which uh, my understanding is now going to be called the Soka track after the winner of the championship, which is quite cool. So I do really well get the track named after you for a whole year. <laughs> well, that's something for you to aim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that is my type of thing. That said, new Depressor cars will have two cameras on them, and there will be actual head-to-head races. Mm. That you- sounds like a lot of fun. 
You said that those cameras themselves are deep lens devices, aren't they? So yeah. I think they announced not only that the, the new deep race, I believe it's Evo. Yeah. And so you can actually buy an upgrade for that, which I assume is just new shell top and <laughs> another deep lens. Yeah, I assume so. It does make sense. And if you if you have a deep razor, you can probably see that the original base had three USB ports where the camera goes. And the camera currently was always in the middle one. So I assume they left enough space that can have two yeah. of those next it's, to each it's other. It's a future proof loop. Yeah. So that means, once, yeah, if the upgrade kits uh, that have been announced, but I haven't actually seen them. So I don't know if they are available yet or when they will be available and what happens shipping-wise, because obviously Depraiser itself doesn't officially ship outside of the US. No, not officially. So There's always mail forwarding. <laughs> there are mail forwarding services, so that's always an option. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just one of the things about living in Australia. <laughs> yes, Australia is fun that way. So, so with that, so given the trend of machine learning devices now it's the last three years, what do you think the next machine learning device will be? So I have to be honest, with the Deep Composer, they've completely thrown off any yeah, idea could, I had. Could, could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> there are other things that I would just laugh and that I've joked about. Um, a Deep Drone, for example, would just be awesome. Uh, similar to Deep Racer, but then it will allow you to just have it fly by itself. Yeah, yeah. I that's... suspect, uh, I mean, obviously Amazon is uh, working on those things anyway. Privately, yeah. And yeah, even going around the, the Builders Fair, the ARIA, uh, the screen bits, I think one of, one of the projects was exactly that. So it was a machine learning drone where it was following track ground camera point. So yeah, that's, that's definitely... Yeah, that would be cool. Um, maybe some integrations with uh, last year's AWS ground station. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe, uh, I'm just saying a deep satellite would not be a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know what the budget is for that, <laughs> even with Amazon doing as well as it, <laughs> as it is at the moment. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd like something even like, a, I, you know, I, I, I quite like the deep lens device. It still had a few flaws. It probably wasn't production ready for a lot of work, workplace scenarios. You know, I know my one that I had, you, you know, get overheated, the power back was fall out a bit. So, I, you know, even potentially upgrading devices, they upgraded the deep racer or well, at least announced a new version. So, I, I'd like to see potentially a uh, version. Well, they did release a deep lens version 1.1 earlier this year, or rather, it's a 2019 model, mm. which is, from my understanding, I've seen them well, compare them a little bit. 2019 model deep lens is a bit more, uh, it's a bit easier to get things set up on. Yeah. So that's uh, sorry, but yeah, seeing that improve, but it also wouldn't surprise me if we get a bit more vertical focused things. So it's maybe not uh, a lens next time, but could be something audio related again. Mm. Uh, that you knows a deep microphone. You start saying the name of a podcast and it records the episode for you. Deep, deep clarinet, so we can even, we can attempt to play even more bad music. <laughs> now, I think we've discussed all we can really say about Composer at the moment. Maybe we can revisit it when it's, it's actually GA. But until then, I think we're done. Ryan, thank you for coming. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be on. And see you all next time. This has been an episode of Ambassador Lounge Podcast. Thank you for listening.